Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast, Episode 8. And I'm your host, Micah. Joining me today is my co-host, Rissa. Hello. Hey, Rissa. How's your week been? Pretty good. That's good. So, Nelson couldn't join us today um, because he had to attend the wedding, so uh, he's not here. But... We have a good show for you today, and our topic today is going to be Disneyland troop trips with uh, groups of friends. Um, yep. Yeah, we have one coming up, so we're going to go over, you know, since it's a bigger group, uh, like tips and stuff that we find helpful when uh, planning something like this, where it's, um, you know, friends more than just like family. So, first, let's get to some news topics. And our first news topic today, we're going to talk about Disneyland ride closures and refurbishments. Um, Risa, you want to start? Sure. So, um, currently from this list that we're looking at, uh, Matterhorn bobsleds, uh, this is Disneyland Park ride closures, Matterhorn bobsleds closed July 20th, and it'll be closed until to be announced. Um, looks like Pinocchio's Daring Journey just should have reopened um, August 3rd. Uh, Tiki Room is closed August 6th through to be announced. Um, Haunted Mansion closed August 20th to uh, to be announced. That's probably for um, the uh, holiday yeah, the, the overlay. Overlay, yeah. yeah that's probably what they're uh, going to do. Mickey's House and Meet Mickey closed August. will close August 27th uh, to to be announced. That and I'm not sure why they would be uh, closing it. Do you think it's like a refurbishment or something? It's probably a refurb. It looks like in California Adventure, they've got a Bugs Land is going to close permanently. At the end of Pixar Fest, which is going to be September 4, because they're going to be making room for a Marvel superhero area. The Flix Flyers, that's going to be moved to Pixar Pier, and it's going to get a new theme called Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind. So Flix Flyers, if you don't know, it's kind of like a Dumbo-ish ride, uh, except you can't go make it go up and down. It, it kind of just spins itself. Is that the one with the takeout boxes? Yeah, with the takeout boxes. Um, so they're turning it into Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind and relocating it to Pixar Pier. Um, and then we have the Animation Academy where you can draw the different um, characters. That's going to be closed from August 27th until to be announced. And then um, Flo's V8 Cafe should be reopened. It was closed from August 13th to 16th. Um, Sorcerer's Workshop, that's also part of the Animation Academy. So is uh, Turtle Talk with Crush. And that's also closing along with the Animation Academy from August 27th 
to be announced when it reopens. Um, World of Color, that's closed now through probably the end of 2018. That's uh, what it looks like, what we have for now. Um, for special events, we have Pixar Fest. That's running until t the end of Labor Day weekend. And then the Paint the Night Parade is still going. We don't know when they're going to end that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what we have for new stuff other than the Halloween party. Um, that's going to be uh, a separate ticket event, kind of like the not-so-scary Halloween party that happens in uh, Magic Kingdom in Orlando. This one has 15 nights this year. September 19, 21, 26, 28, and then October 2, 5, 9, 19, 23, 26, 29, and Halloween, the 31st. So tickets are on sale now for the annual pass holders, Disney Reward Visa card holders, and DVC members, um, and pretty much everybody now. Uh, so that's it for upcoming stuff, right? Uh, yeah, the theming for Halloween at Disneyland, um, is going to run from September 7th through October 21st as well. All right. Yes. And that includes like Cars Land, uh, where it becomes Radiator Screams and then Mater's Junkyard Jamboree becomes Mater's Junkyard Jamboree and then, uh, Luigi's Rockin' Rollickin' Roadsters becomes Luigi's Honking Halloween. And then we're probably going to get Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark as well. And there's going to be lots of like jack-o'-lantern decorations on Main Street. And there's the Haunted Mansion Holiday, which is why Haunted Mansion is going to be closed. Um, it gets a Nightmare Before Christmas theme. And then also Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy. I actually think the date should be October 31st, not 21. Oh, for right? the Halloween? Yeah. 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 I think because the website they, was wrong. Yeah. They even have a... Because they have a Halloween party on the 31st, so yeah. it should be until then. Yeah. Uh, Typo. One thing we didn't see on here, but was mentioned before, is that... Um, there's going to have like a uh, Dia de los Muertos Coco um, type party happening at California Adventure. So um, that's that's something new. Is that going to be by the back by where Paradise Park is? Yeah, they're going to do it in that area. All right. So I think it's like they have people come out with the, you know, the, the skeleton things, you know? The, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where they, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's a new, that's a new thing for for Disneyland and California Venture. We probably won't be able to get to see it because uh, I think it's only running after we get our trip or have our trip. Um, now let's move on to our next um, news item. The next news item is going to be. Um, we heard that James Gunn was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy as a director. Um, and there was news that Disney confirmed 
they will not rehire James Gunn. It looks like Walt Disney Studio chairman Alan Horn, he met with Gunn as more of a formality to confirm their decision to let him go. And it looks like a lot of the actors that were in the film, um, they they really want James Gunn to be the the director. Uh, what do you think, Rissa? Yeah, I saw um, an, a tweet from uh, Dave Bautista, and he actually tweeted, uh, thanks, Disney, uh, for making America great again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's... Clearly, there's like backlash from not only the public but also from the stars, um, and I, for me, I kind of agree with it um, because with the, you know with the decision to let him go. No, no, with with the backlash that's happening, mm. um, Disney. I understand that Disney's trying to, um, you know, stand firm in whatever decision they made. Right, but to some extent, you know. Um, they have to admit that they're wrong at some point. Um, they made the right decision with Roseanne uh, because, you know, there were, she made bigoted statements, but she didn't, she stood by her statements. Um, she didn't retract them. She didn't um, show that she changed with, with Gunn. He apologized about these things years ago. Right. And um, it, it just resurfaced because some alt-right figures made it resurface and they pulled this tactic. And um, he's shown that he's changed as, as a person. He's grown. He's not the person that he, he was back then. And even back then, he, he decided to apologize. So it looks like... I don't, oh, go ahead. I don't really uh, agree with this because of the fact that Disney knew who they were hiring in the first place. Right. Yeah. So, you know, back then, they already knew about the tweets when they initially hired him. So it's like, why... Why do they, you know, it just came out to light now, but, you know, he's since apologized. He's apologized before. He already told them about it before he even got hired, and they hired him anyway. So, it's kind of like, why now? You already knew. Right. You already knew, so. Um, right. And then there was an open letter from the cast that uh, Chris Pratt uploaded and it reads, the character he has shown in the wake of his firing is consistent with the man he was every day on set. And his apology now and from years ago when first addressing these remarks, we believe is from the heart. A heart we all know, trust, and love. In casting each of us to help him tell the story of misfits who find redemption, he changed our lives forever. We believe the theme of redemption has never been more relevant than now. So, uh, the cast, they really feel strongly that he should be brought back. So, I mean, how do you think this is going to affect uh, the third movie? Do you think people are not going to come back? Um, I think that you're going to get people on both sides, uh, where you see, you know... People are still going to try to support their cast, but then you'll also see people trying to boycott Disney. Um, I hope it doesn't affect the box office uh, because Guardians of the Galaxy is a great franchise and it, it's it's really hilarious. They're still, it looks like they're still using his original script. Right. Hopefully the, 
the cast know their characters well enough and they've worked with him for two films now so hopefully they can still capture his spirit in there so do you think like dave bautista is gonna back out or something i don't think he will uh just because he's in he's on contract and mm. with these types of things there are probably kill clauses in there okay um, i mean if anything disney might might want to pull the plug on him rather than him walk away from this part because he ha- he has a platform to stand up for you know what he believes in and if he walks away from it that's losing his platform so if if chris pratt or like zoe saldana and and along with you know the rest of the people what if they all decide we're not gonna do this film without james gunn do you think they're just going to pull the plug on the third movie? Disney? Yeah. That's a lot of money to lose. Right. So do you think they'll be pressured to bring back James Gunn? I don't think so. So I, even I if think that... all the stars just say, we're not going to do a movie, they don't care if they lose the money? I think that Disney is big enough and Alan Horn is standing his ground and after this he's not going to want to back down um he's trying to make a statement and the cast might try to make a statement uh but hopefully the mcu doesn't hurt for it yeah i mean because they're they're even trying to bring um more guardians into the parks like they're doing that roller coaster at epcot so it's like you know if there's this much uh division or backlash then it might be a bad thing for for the franchise. Yeah, it it will definitely hurt, especially since Guardians Three is supposed to happen uh, after the next Infinity War movie or right. Avengers Four, um, and they're supposed to be the new the, the new guard basically for the for the MCU. Right. So we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it doesn't affect uh, what the story they're trying to tell. So. Uh, do you think that the people who brought up the old tweets got what they wanted? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, it's it's unfortunate. It's, it's such a great series, and it's and he's he's a great guy, as shown from the humor that he's trying to show now. It's family friendly and it it's relevant. It's un- unfortunate that um, that that had to happen. Uh, yeah, I wish it didn't. <laughs> Yeah, but things happen. That's true. It's a it's a lesson and be careful what you say. Yeah. Even if you like delete your old tweets or something, they will resurface. So gotta be careful with social media nowadays. Yep. Especially if you're going to be a public figure or a director, actor, stuff like that. Yeah, your words can come back to haunt you. Roseanne. Our next topic for news items we'll be talking about is D23. Um, Recently, we just got some updates about D23 uh, for 2019. Uh, The Expo, right? Yes, D23 Expo will be taking place on August 23 through 25, 2019 at the Anaheim Convention Center. 
And this is the largest Disney fan event in the world. And it's pretty much a convention itself, like like you went to with San Diego Comic-Con, but for all things Disney and the Disney company, right? Right. So um, D23, the website, uh, just released uh, on August 16th this year. They released the schedule for when the the amounts that the D23 gold members will have to pay as well as the non-gold member prices. So, Rissa, do you know, uh, do you see on there the amounts and when they go on sale? Yeah, so if you're a D23 gold member, uh, a three-day t- three day ticket um, during early bird, which is uh, August 23 through November 19, uh, will run you $177. Uh, after November 20th, it will be $219. Um, one day tickets for early bird will be $67 and then after November 20th, it'll be $79. These are adult prices. So for child tickets, you're looking at $125 for early bird for a three day and $49 for a one day. Um, after November 20th, it'll be $164 and $59. So now if you're not a D23 gold member, you're going to have uh, different prices and that's not going to be on sale for the early bird correct um you have to buy it on a different time right i believe it's still for general admission um august 23 on um the the sale ticket the sales go all at the same time um but it looks like for non-d23 gold members this time they're not surging oh yeah they're just gonna stay one price, three day ticket two forty nine, one day ticket eighty nine for adults, and for a child, three day ticket one eighty five, and one day ticket sixty nine dollars. Right, and so the new thing that they're adding this year um, is exclusive merch, which is going to be available August twenty three until December thirty first, um, and it's only available when you buy your tickets to the expo. So the merch that they're offering is the the lanyard that you can usually get at the dream store, um, a magnet, the shirt, and a looks like a tote bag. Yeah, yeah it looks um, like a all, tote. All branded with a D23 Expo 2019 design. And the design's pretty cool. It's uh, Black Panther, Elsa, R2D2, uh, Woody, and Mickey Mouse all in like, I guess you could call it like, squares or something it kind of it kind of looks like um like the the leaves in pocahontas you know oh yeah like (laughs) like but basically it's like brush strokes of different colors right um so if you're also a d23 gold member or a d23 uh gold family member um there are a limited number of vip sorcerer packages um those are basically uh exclusive tickets um they'll run you $2,500 per ticket and then the full list of sorcerer benefits can be found um on the link where they're they've announced the ticket prices as well yeah and uh, i'll provide this uh the link for this on um our blog basically yeah so basically if you are a d23 gold member um or a gold family member 
you're entitled to special benefits during the weekend. Um, so that's exclusive discounts, uh, exclusive merchandise at, at retail partner, um, a commemorative gift, limited priority queuing for Hall D23 and, and the Expo Arena. So that means um, you don't have to line up as early as other general tickets do. Um, they'll give you a wristband so you can just cut the line. So like about three rows of the front of the line are reserved for D23 gold members. That's pretty good. Yeah. So they say, well, D23 themselves say that you can save up to $288 on three-day D23 Expo tickets if you get the early bird and gold family member tickets. Yes. Which is uh, pretty good savings, but you you kind of pay for the membership as well. So. Right. So I was considering going back to being a D23 member, um, but looking at its schedule, they a lot of their events just happen in SoCal. And since right. I'm, I'm not located there, it's not really the greatest uh, thing for me to do right now, um, just because we're saving for, for other trips and whatnot. Definitely. Got to do those if, other trips. So If you find yourself being like a... A super a Disney super fan, and you really want to get those. It's it's a really cool magazine. Um, I still have the magazines that I got when when you gifted me a membership. Um, they're definitely collectors' items, and in the parks you have like you could get if you're into exclusive merchandise, you can get exclusive pins and other things too. Yeah, that's um pretty good for for being D twenty three members. That's really the the fan club for for Disney pretty much. You know, like before they had Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> but now it's uh, D23, so it's for all things Disney and the Walt Disney Company. So um, that's pretty exciting. And you're probably going to get tickets, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I have it on my calendar. And uh, I'm trying to get in contact with all my friends that want to go. So definitely going to pull any, it up. Any tips for our listeners on, you know, what they should be doing to to get that because it looks like they have some discounted hotel and disneyland resort park tickets um yeah for uh if you have an expo ticket purchased as well right so it once you get your tickets and you get your confirmation email uh d23 will email you the link for discounted hotels and um they'll also email you the link for a resort par park ticket um that are discounted. So if say you're not an AP holder or you're coming from afar um, and you don't find yourself at Disneyland Resort all the time, um, you could get your three day pass and then you could, or a one day ticket. And then you can still buy multi-day par park tickets for um, the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. So that sounds like a, a good thing for, oh, yeah. you know, people coming from far and wide basically. Yeah, and the discounted hotels, they're for the good neighbor hotels, so it's not just the resort. So we actually stayed in one, if you remember, uh, the Holiday Inn Express that right. we stayed at. It's one right. of those on, good neighbor. Yeah, Yeah, it's on the other side of uh, the parking, parking lot. Right? Yeah, exactly. There's a wall separating the parking structure and, and the hotel. So, yeah, um, there are plenty of good neighbor hotels that, if you don't want to stay at the Disneyland Hotel or um, the Grand Californian, 
or or paradise. Know, paradise yeah exactly then there you go good name of hotels as well so um do you suggest getting the three-day tickets or going with one-day tickets it really depends on what you're there for um so i personally only go for saturday friday and saturday tickets because that's when their main content is released um like their animation panel is usually on friday and then their live action panel is usually on saturday um and then sunday i usually spend time in the park so i'm not really into what they release on on sunday uh it tends to be more for like the kids or um people that are really into park exclusives um That's when they announce all of those different panels about parks and, and whatnot. Um, the stars usually come in and have their panels on Friday and Saturday as well. So Sunday is like a throwaway day then? Is that... It, it's kind of like Sunday at Comic-Con where everybody spends their time shopping. Oh, so they keep all the shops open and all that just for Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's probably the most sales, right? Um, it, so... The way that Comic-Con um, does their merchandise is they divvy out merchandise per day. They have like things um, set aside so that people that don't have certain day tickets aren't, you know, suffering for not having a, like an early day ticket. Right. D23 is a little different where it's they don't do that. So if you're really looking out for something exclusive... Because their their ticket system isn't lottery, it's like a free-for-all, it's a mad grab, um, you should do your shopping early if you're trying to look for something specific. So they just have everything that they have in stock ready to be purchased. Right. Wow. So yeah. pretty much Sunday is a waste day then. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a waste because they still have all of their installations there. So if you didn't get a chance to look at uh, like certain because um, they always have like installations there, like uh, a museum or something dedicated to um, like I think last year was pirates or okay. it was like a, a, a an homage to pirates. So they had different, you know, things going on there. So if you you don't want to stand in like a crazy three hour line just to go to walk through a queue like that, um, you can wait until Sunday because there's usually less people there. So it looks like they're gonna do a design challenge this year. Is that what you're referring to with the pirates? Uh, no. So the design challenge is gonna be like a drawing and sculpture. Okay. They might have that actually there for um, as an installation as well, um, but. For pirates, I was talking about. They had like a model ship there. They had different costumes. It was okay. in honor of uh, pirates' anniversary. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So this year's um, design challenge is for haunted mansion because it's going to be its 50th anniversary next year. Kind of like what you were talking with pirates. It was their their anniversary. So for the haunted an mansion anniversary, it's going to be this design challenge. Right. So that's pretty good. I mean, that's exciting, right? Yeah. Some of the other yeah. stuff they're going to have is like the Mouse Parade. Is that right? Yeah. So it's their version of a costume contest. Okay. Um, it looks like Yvette Nicole Brown is coming back to judge the, the Mouse Parade. Um, and, and Ashley Eckstein right. is going to be there as a, as a judge as well. 
She's Ahsoka, a popular, yeah. Ahsoka Tano, yeah. voice. I, um, I wonder if she's gonna have her, um, her universe, uh, stuff on display, like her apparel line. Probably. Um, if they have another Oh My Disney, uh, like stage, they might have things going on there. They usually have a whole bunch of different, um, costumes and artwork that are just throughout the floor, you know, peppered in there. Right. So it looks like as as every um, D23 convention they have a Disney Legends Award ceremony. Looks like last year was Mark Hamill, Oprah Winfrey, Whoopi Goldberg, Carrie Fisher, and some more of the Magic Makers. Um, yes. I wonder who they're going to have next year. They're, they're kind of leaving us hanging on the announcement. Yeah, uh, it usually happens closer to the event that they'll okay. announce who it's going to be. Um, but Oprah Winfrey was a surprise last year. She wasn't on the slated list. Right. I'm not sure if they're going to do that again with somebody being a surprise. Um, but usually you can look forward to any um, like animators or um, Imagineers. They they usually are, are uh, inducted into the Disney Legends. Nice. I like that. So with Disney Legends, um, in terms of scheduling, it usually happens on Saturday. Um, if you stand in line for the panel before that, um, good luck trying to get into Disney Legends. So you kind of have to toss the coin unless they schedule it on Sunday. Um, they could throw that in there. Who knows? That, that way they can get more people to come on Sunday, right? <laughs> right. But you never know. It, it's all dependent on... The legends and their schedules uh if they have multiple appearances that's usually why it's on a saturday right right so they have all the people come out you know like yeah. the celebrities and stuff that are going to be honored they'll have right. them do appearances that's also why live action is usually on saturday uh because the actors are already there mm -hmm. cool and um they might have another parade that goes through uh the floor um We'll see if that happens. Usually it does. So in 2017, what was the parade that they had? Uh, Mark Hamill walked through. Um, Zachary Levi was on a float as well uh, wow. because he was there for Tangled. Tangled. Yeah. Um, Mandy Moore was there. I didn't get to see it because I was in line for something else. Oh, okay. Uh, but usually um, one of the Disney execs opens up the floor or it's somebody, one of the Disney legends that just got inducted. Uh they'll lead the the parade through the floor basically that's cool i like yeah. that yeah yeah but it's too bad i mean because some people like a lot of people are going to be in line for for other panels so it's like they don't get to see some of this parade and stuff yeah the thing about d23 um and the thing about these conventions is you really need to plan out what you want to do right. so i would right. recommend getting the app the Disney app, um, the D23 Expo app, whenever it comes out, they release a new one every year for, for each event. Um, so I would recommend looking at the schedule, planning out your day, seeing what you want to do, but also plan out backup plans because like with any other, um, you know, convention, convention yep. plans tend to fall through because, you know, things happen. So just make sure that you have a backup plan. Definitely. So... I see what you were talking here about the pirates and the history of, of Pirates of the Caribbean. 
it looks like that's one of the installations put on by the Walt Disney archives. So yes, right now the archives are putting together something for 2019 and um, they haven't announced what it's going to be, but hopefully it's something good like Pirates of the Caribbean. It usually is. Uh, they had some of uh, the year before um, they had some archives that were like Disney rides Mm -hmm. So, like, really old rides. Um, I think it was because it was the 5th, no, 60th? Oh, yeah, the 60th anniversary. Yeah, the 60th, yeah. yeah. So, that is because it was in 2015, that expo. Right. So, they had a whole bunch of different things for um, different Disney rides that are no longer there. Ah. Yeah. That's, That's cool. I like that, too. Yeah, so they tend to like honor um, things significant to whatever uh, year that you know for 2019. Hopefully, they have something significant to 1969 or 79 or whatever. Cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice to see something like that. I mean, it would also be really cool if they had something for Mickey. But right. I mean, that's this year, so yeah, because because Mickey's this year, so <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's cool. D23 is going to be big, it's going to be packed, and it's going to be exciting, I think. Yeah, yeah, they, D23 they usually, Expo. They usually announce um, future plans as well, right, for the parks and for, anim- like, the studios and stuff, right? Yeah, so that's usually a Friday panel after the animation panel. Do you um, uh, ever go to that panel? No, because it's really back-to-back. Oh, okay. So if... Because I choose to go to the animation panel, I can't go to the other one. Just like with Legends. Right. Right. So, yeah. Unless you split up with your group, and then one person can see the animation, and another person can see the future of Disney, right? Yeah, but the thing is, like, with when you look at the announcements right after, mm-hmm. um, it's more valuable to see clips and to see stars than it is to actually hear about news Uh, because the people telling the news about the parks or telling the news about um, different things coming up are usually executives. So Um, basically you're going to see the news anyway, reported by another source. Exactly. So like right after I got out of the, um, the animation panel and the live action panel, there were like whispers about some other stuff and then their their panel happened and then literally I pulled it up on my phone and read the whole recap and because, there were pictures and everything. Because there's a reporter that's going to report it, right? Yes, yeah, so, so they have sections of reporters. They're allowed to have their, their cell phones and their like laptops and everything. So Everybody else needs to seal it in a bag. So there's your tip. If you go... Try to go see as many stars as possible, basically. Yeah. Um, I w- if it's your first D23 ever, um, I would recommend that you try to take it easy because it, it, it's draining. Because of the lines? Yeah, it's very draining. Um, I would probably try to just camp out for one panel um, and then take advantage of the, the ticketed panels. Oh, are those the ones where they hand out a ticket and you're guaranteed... A seat? Yeah, they give you a time slot, basically. Okay. So if you don't show up for that time slot, it then goes to standby. So there are standbys for each line if you don't end up getting a time slot. Okay. Sounds good. Those are good tips. So would you recommend 
um, which which panels do you do you like usually going to animation and live action? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, live action last year was the one um, that everybody was up in arms with uh, because D twenty three Expo happened about a week or two before Comic Con. Okay. Um, I think it was two weeks, uh, and basically they showed Infinity War clips, wow. uncut footage, uh, and uh, a bunch of stars came out. But then at Comic-Con, they didn't show that footage. So everybody was just like, what the heck? Why, why aren't we getting the same footage? So, because D23 is Disney and Infinitor is Disney. Exactly. <laughs> so um, there you go. So, yeah, gonna I would definitely stuff. get your tickets as soon as possible. Yeah. August 23rd? Yes. There we go. August 23. Everybody, get your tickets as soon as you can. So that you, you won't miss this uh, pretty exclusive event for Disney fans. So the the kicker about this coming up D23 Expo is the fact that it comes after all of the significant Disney, like Marvel movies that, that are coming out. Oh, okay. Um, so there probably won't be as much um, shakeup that happens between um, D23 and Comic-Con. Because Comic-Con is going to come in July and D23 is going to happen in August. So hopefully it doesn't get as crazy and you don't get those um, people that are up in arms again. Yeah, but remember this year's Comic-Con, you, you said there wasn't really much representation from Disney, right? Yes, but that was because um, they didn't have anything to reveal since they're still in, uh, I think they're in post-production for, or they're the still movies. shooting. Yeah. Yeah. So... And those movies come out before Comic-Con again um, this coming year. What about, like, the Star Wars stuff, though, you know? So they did make an announcement. Yeah, they did make an announcement that they were going to put a hold on the one-offs for a bit. So after 9, we don't know what's going to happen. Oh. What about the Lando movie? Weren't they going to do one? After Solo kind of didn't do so well in the box office, they're taking a step back right now. Okay. So we'll see. Oh, they, that's right. They were going to bring Billy D. Williams back for nine, right? Isn't that I what think they're so. saying? I don't know. I didn't okay. see that one. Okay. Well, yeah. D23 Expo. Going to be big. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. So our next news item to talk about is... I remember we, in an earlier episode, were talking about the delay in construction for the new luxury hotel and shops at the bottom. So now um, there's new news about that, where the plans for this construction have been put on hold indefinitely. So it's basically been paused and we don't know when they're gonna start it up again um right so what did you get from that i mean it looks like the dispute is on 267 million dollars in tax breaks from the city of anaheim that they approved in 2016 um but since the tax break was approved disney changed the location of the hotel and now the city is saying that the subsidy only applies to the project 
as it was proposed in the previous address. Um, right. What do you think about this? So I don't know how to feel about it because I can see it from Disney's side and I can see it from the city side. So from Disney's aspect and looking at these artist renderings, um, the move will actually help the resort and will help Anaheim um, because it will bring in more revenue. It'll bring in more jobs uh, because they'll have shops all throughout the bottom and they'll also have far more residency. Um, and that resort tax, because it's going to be, they're going to be charging at the premium um, for, for staying in the hotel. The resort tax is going to be 15% after 20 years. It's going to be a lot of money for Anaheim. Right. Um, but per Anaheim's write-up, uh, they weren't allowed to move the site. Huh. Because, so, in their original approval of the proposal, they specified the location um, being uh, at 1601 or 1401 Disneyland Drive. 1401, uh, yeah. yep. Yeah, and then it moved to 1601. Yeah, um, that's about 1,500 feet south of the original right. site. So before, it was going to be in an old parking lot. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing there, basically. It right. would just add revenue to the city of Anaheim. But now, they moved it, and they actually closed shops from, you know, and people lost jobs. Yes. So Anaheim's up in arms. I can see it from both sides, because, you know, they affected the local economy, and it'll be affected for until 2021. Um but now it it's just they lost revenue from those shops and now they don't have a hotel. So Anaheim needs to figure out what they want to do. So AMC Theater, Rainforest Cafe, Erlov Sandwich, and ESPN Zone were all closed. And that location where those are at, that's 1601 Disneyland Drive, is that correct? Yeah. So the 1400 block would have been 1500 feet north of that. So they probably wouldn't have had to close them down, right? Nope. It's because looking from the map, it would be right outside of the Disneyland Resort instead of being in between um, where downtown Disney is, standing right in front of the Disneyland Hotel. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't. They now want to put it right next to the disneyland hotel right yeah before, right in front of it it was like after it yeah you know? so before it was more along uh disneyland drive sandwiched between walnut street and disneyland resort right and now it's like in the heart of downtown disney or pretty much the end of downtown disney where it meets the disneyland hotel right right so do you think it's going to take a few years before the city of anaheim comes to uh, you know, a conclusion of what they want to do with it? Well, if they're smart about it, they're not going to wait that long because I can see Disney just holding it hostage. Yeah. I mean, they they own that property, so... Exactly. You know, they're... <laughs> it's, it's all in the city to agree on the subsidy, basically. Right. Um, do it... you think they can move forward without the subsidy? Uh... Two hundred sixty-seven million yeah. is a lot of money. Um, but think about how much they spent on Fox and those IPs, right? Right. right. But they're gaining something from it. From the, the hotel. Yeah. From from the from the 
acquiring Fox, they gain something from it. Immediately. Yeah. Exactly. So this hotel, you know, Disney's notorious for going over budget. Definitely. And their timelines aren't always accurate. Mm -hmm. They're always running behind. So with construction, if they don't get that two hundred sixty seven million in tax breaks, this this project isn't exactly just two hundred sixty seven million dollars to build. It could be a billion dollar project. Well, definitely. They're they're going to pay a big chunk of it. It's just that they get a subsidy from the city, which would help exactly. alleviate some of the expenses. Right. So now they have to look at it and see, does this two hundred sixty seven million that we're going to have to swallow? Is it something we want to swallow or is it something we can throw out into like one of their other resorts in Paris or um, like one of their like Aulani or something or Shanghai? Well, that's yeah. new. So Hong Kong. <laughs> right. Or Walt Disney World. Right. Something there. Yeah. Because they have an upcoming project as well with uh, the Star Wars hotel. Yeah. Yeah. They're building over so there too. Yeah. 267 million in Florida could Would be a lot of money. Farther. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully so. they come up with something soon because it's kind of a shame to see those properties closed. You know, they were making a lot of rent money on the the tenants there. Yeah, they were. And it and it was a very like vibrant area. Although it's it's still getting pretty vibrant because they're they put the bands back on the stage and they they brought some food trucks in, but it's not the same as Rainforest Rainforest Cafe or ESPN Zone and AMC. Right. So but yeah. really, how many people watch movies there? Right. Um, we watched one one time. I forgot what movie though. <laughs> it was Hairspray. Oh, was it? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was hair, <laughs> Hairspray. How how did we even have time to watch that? Um, it was the early two thousands. And basically, uh, there was nothing in California Adventure. <laughs> oh, yeah. They pretty much just opened in 2001. So we didn't have yeah. much to do yeah. at, at California Adventures. So, yeah, we did go to downtown Disney. Yep. So, yeah, hopefully this gets resolved soon. I don't want it to be too lengthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's all we have for news articles today. And There's a lot of news. Yeah, it's almost 40 minutes worth of news right there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get on to our episode, which is going to be the topic of trips with groups of friends. Um, we have an upcoming trip this uh, Labor Day weekend, right? Yep. So let's uh, top up, talk about different aspects to planning the, the trip. Um First, let's, let's talk about like a uh, hotel and, and how to accommodate people like that, like a, a group of friends and such. Any um, any suggestions for people planning on a, a bigger or, you know, moderate sized group of people? Um, I would look into packages uh, like vacation packages um, since you're going to be dividing um, a lot of your expenses between many people depending on your size the size of your group um you should look into suites uh since that that price is gonna be buffered because you have more people so are we are we talking about like uh, hotels in the area or more on the resort itself or 
So it's really dependent on if you're traveling with pass holders mm -hmm. um, and whether they have uh, like a signature pass or a deluxe pass. It really depends on their pass level. Because uh, if you have somebody that has a signature pass, you get free parking. Well, it's not free, but it's included in the price of their pass. Right. So you can stay further off, off resort um, and it won't really affect your time as long as you can wake up in time to make it to the, the garage. So garage opens about an hour before the earliest park opens, right? Correct. Well, so you can make rope drop if yeah. you, you know, if you get there right when the garage opens, you're on the tram or you walk really fast, you'll be there at the gate for for, for rope, drop. rope drop. Yeah. Yeah. So with a with a group of friends like that, um, when it gets to rope drop, uh, do you have any any tips for what to head to first or? to go for a fast pass in terms of uh, let's start with California adventure. Um, say we're, we had a, a group of eight or something. We're all rope dropping. Do you suggest dividing up the group to, to split getting fast passes or what do you say? Well, so you would have, you should always have a runner. Okay. Um, your runner basically is the person that can walk the fastest because please don't run in Disneyland or in California adventure. Oh, I've seen um, that. People it causes a panic. You'll get cast members yelling at you not to run. Yeah. I will yell at you not to run. Um, <laughs> I am not afraid to say don't run because you can you can seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. Um, so please don't run in, in the parks. It's not safe. Um, but basically, you should have a runner, somebody that walks fast, um, that has all of the passes in their hand. Um, the, the rest of the group can go in line for something that has a long line or you know will have a long line. Um, the runner will go get the fast passes and we'll meet the whole group wherever they are. Um, so usually what we do, we like to ride cars land at night. Okay. Um, so we'll try to get, um, coffee in the morning or like go to a ride that's really quick. Um, so we can wait out the cars land, um, times for, for Radiator Springs. Uh, or if guardians, if they get the queue moving really quick, we can ride Guardians, and then by the time we're off of Guardians, we'll get our Fast Passes as a group. For Carsland? Yeah, I mean, for Radio Springs. Springs. Yeah. yeah. Um, now with the opening of Pixar Pier, everything might have changed. Um, a lot of people might be heading there first. Mm. Uh, since Pixar Pier doesn't really connect the way that, you know, Guardians and Carsland and all right. those, you know, connect in terms of their walkways. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, by itself. It's it's like a mad dash over there, probably. Um, you should try to get onto Toy Story Midway Mania as early as you can. Even though they have fast passes, you might want to spend your fast pass somewhere else. Um, we're talking about park hoppers, right? Yeah, park, um, park hoppers. Park hoppers. So, yeah. because if you're single park, you don't really need to worry about that. But with park hoppers, Disneyland and California Adventure used to be on separate systems right. uh, for their fast pass. Now they're not. They're connected. So they're all, they're yeah. all connected. So if you're getting a fast pass for Radiator Springs um, and it's like at the nighttime, mm -hmm. you're going to look at a two-hour wait until you can get another one. Wow. Yeah. So, so you need to be smart about how you do this, especially if you don't have max pass. So speaking of max pass, this is a lot different than what we experience in Disney World. Um, is this something that we should probably do or look into? For max pass, do we like schedule the fast passes using the app? 
Yeah, so Max Pass works that way. Um, mm-hmm. If you have an annual pass, it's $10 a day. Okay. Um, I think it's also that way for uh, general tickets. Okay. I'm not really sure because I have an annual pass. Right. Um, but essentially, you get to schedule passes. They can't be concurrent. Oh, so okay. once you've spent your Max Pass um, for one ride and you've used it, then you can go to the next one. So you have to wait till you've used the max pass and then you can get another one. Right. But it doesn't bump up to um, the time being distributed, I believe. That's what my friend was saying that that use it once. What does that mean? So like it's it's I, I'm not really sure what she meant, whether you can just skip the line and just go in or you have to go by what's queuing. I'm not really sure. Because it's like I would like to get a max pass for something right now, use it, then get another one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would have to look it up to see what it, what the program really is. I think that's what it is because it would be kind of weird to, to schedule not do for that. like two hours later, then use it in two hours, and then get another one for another two hours, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's nope. something to look into. So when we try it out, then we can explain it some more after we use yeah. it, right? So yeah. I think we should do that when we go. On Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not a professional on MaxPass. I, I, my friend that we're going with um, this coming trip, she has used it once, but she didn't really explain it too much because we usually don't go during high traffic times. And this is going to um, be one. <laughs> this will be a high traffic time just because it's the last weekend of Pixar, Pixar. Fest. Yep. So everybody's trying to get in there. Um, it's also the last weekend of um, Bring a Pal, which is the 40% off. So, so. it's... Do you think... Is going to reach capacity for the parks? I hope not because kids will should be back in school by then. I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> Usually Labor Day is quite light just because of all the ride closures. Yeah, because they're like we read earlier, they're redo they're putting overlays for I guess Halloween. Right, right. Um, it's one of the reasons why it's used to be off season. Um, summer didn't used to go into Labor Day weekend. Um, just because they closed so many things for, for refurbs and like overlays and all that. But I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of local SoCal people that are going to be there. There's actually um, blackouts on oh, that weekend. for that weekend? Yeah, for, oh, okay. for, for SoCal and Deluxe passes. Well, hopefully it's not all the premium passes that are going, right? <laughs> uh, typically, SoCal people don't spend for the premium just because they can go during the week. True. Or just... When- when they're weekend. not when they're not blacked out yeah right it's more affordable for them that way anyway well you know when they change the rates they they kind of added more blackout dates right yes they so. they really nuke the deluxe pass as well the deluxe and the socal people so it's like that sucks for them because yeah if you're higher than the deluxe then you're only blacked out pretty much christmas and new year which is yeah a that's high the, traffic the signature anyway. pass which, yeah. which is the one that i have yeah. um if you're signature plus, then there's no blackouts, right? No blackouts whatsoever. But if you go there, might as well get the one where you can go to Disney World, also, right? <laughs> uh, like I think that's like a thousand dollar more. I think the the price is like sixteen hundred, just for the the one for all six parks. Huh. Not so. How much more is that? Um, I think it's about. I'm not sure. I have to look at the the price of the the other one. Signature the, Plus. The signature Plus, yeah. But yeah, um, 
that's that's fast pass, right? Make sure you have a runner or fast walker. Yep. With uh, all, all the group's tickets so they can get the fast passes. Yeah, I would also like gauge who's in your party. Like if you have people that don't really want to ride rides, mm-hmm. um, you want to cater to them too. So you want to see what kind of food they want to eat, um, plan that too. Um, usually we find ourselves trying to get to Cove Bar, which is now Lamplight Lounge, uh, or some place, you know, because social drinking or whatever. Um, if you're not that age, then uh, I would try to go to some dessert places or uh, some good food throughout the parks. That's that's a good tip. So in terms of, of dining, do you suggest doing the advanced dining um uh, reservations um, if there's if there's a group you know people or friends or something it really depends on your group of friends i wouldn't recommend it if you're just like college kids that you know really just want to go through the parks mm-hmm. um but if you're like in later in your life that you're well off then yeah definitely try dining um they have some good packages in terms of if, if world of color is going on or paint the night right um right. They usually have some good dining packages there. So um, let's talk about picture spots. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to get pictures of, of pretty big groups if it's like, you know, eight or something like that. Uh, what are some, some good spots in both California Adventure and Disneyland that groups could like just go and they won't always see a lot of traffic there? So my biggest tip for anyone, not just groups of friends, um, trying to get a picture at Sleeping Beauty's castle. Don't go on the bridge. Okay. Um, There's a walkway close by what used to be Triton's Fountain um, on the way towards the Wishing Well. Mm -hmm. You can get a good side view um, of of the castle and you won't get anybody in your picture. So So you can, if you go along the railing and you have somebody taking a picture from there, there's enough walkway that they can get the whole castle and get your whole group. So... How many people do you think you could fit um, if you want to get a decent picture there on that spot? Um, as many as your camera can take, I guess. It really oh. depends on your camera. So there's enough room, basically, for 10 or something like that, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, that's good to know. Um, any other spots in um, either California Adventure or Disneyland you could think of for pictures? Um, California Adventure by Grizzly Peak, um, Mm, when you're walking down that, uh, the promenade going, you know, where it splits off into like Bugs Land, Cars Land. Definitely. And you see the backside of Grizzly Peak. There's a little alcove there that you can fit a lot of people. So that's a good Vista spot as well. Yeah. And, and it's pretty much a walkway. So people are just walking through. They're not getting into the picture or anything. So. Right. Um, Mickey's statue with Walt, uh, it comes and goes in terms of the like busyness. Waves. Yeah, so if you're lucky enough to get, um, you know, not so many people walking through that area, you might be able to get a good picture, um, especially during sundown. It's a pretty, it's a pretty sight because um, you have that fountain behind you and the statue's a, a pretty cool statue, um, and there's always a photo pass person there. That's a the California Adventure one, right? Right. Um, with Walt and Mickey pointing, that one might be harder because it's it's the hub. Yeah, there's there's always a lot of people at the hub. Yeah. 
people are always walking through your picture. Any any spots in each of the different lands that you'd suggest? Um, let's let's start with uh, California Adventure. Like you know how they divide it into sections. Um, right. We started with you said on Berna, Buena Vista Street uh, by the statue of Walt and Mickey. There's photo pass people. Um, I forgot to mention if you have a Max Pass, you also get unlimited photo pass pictures. Is that correct? Yes. So take advantage of that and use the photos pass people to take the pictures because you get free downloads on that day. Right. Um, so which way you want to move clockwise from that point? Sure. Um, so Hollywood land. Yeah. Uh, there is a photo pass person usually by the wall um, right in front of the Hyperion. Oh, you the might one not with the force perspective. Yeah, with a facade. Yeah. You might not be able to get as many people in that picture. Um, but yeah, they have a photo pass person there. So if, you, if you're willing to stand in line, you'll get a pretty good picture there. Um, okay. If you move towards the back, um, towards the left side, towards the back lot, they now have a Captain America shield there. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. there's another opportunity there. Um, across the way is Spider-Man's... Um, like picture op there. If you're into superheroes, there's a photo op there. Um, there's not much else towards the back other than Mike and Sully's uh, adventure. So that's just a ride. Right. So yeah. Um, Next section. If you want to try to attempt a picture by guardians, um, if you want to get the whole tower, I don't recommend standing right in front of it. You won't get the whole tower. Right. Um, you can try the trick of like standing further down the street and then getting a, a shot there um you might get lucky and find a photo pass person but usually there's not because it's a high traffic area yeah that's true there's always people walking through that area yeah so i'm gonna skip bugs land because it's, it's closing close. yeah um but so there's, moving there's not really too much photo op over there i did um not hear, really i did hear of the challenge where they make you hug the hose. <laughs> yeah, that's not really a group picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's more of um here's a crazy person trying not to get soaked in Disneyland or Disneyland Resort. Yeah. Hug the hose. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to try that challenge, you better do it before it closes. Definitely, cuz you only have until September 3 because September 4 they're closing it. Yep. Um, so moving into Cars Land, uh, there's a lot of picturesque oh, areas. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the one that's easiest to get a picture of is on the backside of Radiator Springs. There's an archway. Oh, wow. I like that um, place. And especially if you go dur during, like, you know, twilight, you'll get that nice sort of sunset look mm -hmm. um, off of the rocks. And there's enough area for a whole group to stand Sometimes you'll see a photo pass person there. Um, and it, if you have a wide angle, it, you'll definitely get a good picture with a, a, a group of friends. Right. Because it's not really a high traffic walkway either. That's that's strange because um, Radiator Springs is, is always full of people. Yeah, but people don't walk that way for some reason. I know. It's like they don't know it's there or something. But 
I think if you time it right, you can get the cards in the background too, the racers. Yeah. So if you're not sure which walkway we're talking about, this one connects to paired uh Pacific Wharf. Okay. Yeah. That so, one. Yeah, yep. that's where the arch is. Yeah. It's like a like the boulder arches. Yeah, and you'll see like signs um like by Talking Rusties. About, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, so um, um I guess moving to the next area. Yeah. So Pacific Wharf, there's not very many um picture opportunities there. Um, they have the bridge and I think they have like a little, um, kind of fish net looking thing that has like, it's, it's a, like a step. Um, you can probably fit like four people in it. Uh, but it's not really for big groups. I know which one you're talking about. Like when you take the picture, it looks like you're standing in a fish net, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a, a gimmick or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. So yeah. It's more like for four people or so. Yeah. You can't really fit a lot of people. And you kind of don't want to stop on the bridge to take a picture because that's a high traffic area. Right. So, yeah, that's Pacific Wharf. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're moving towards uh, Pixar Pier. Uh, Usually, if you want to get a good picture of the Incredicoaster and, um, is it Pal Around now? Pixar Pal Around? Yeah. Yeah. you want to be sort of angled on the bridge um, by like the corner Mm -hmm. and you can get a good shot of people. You definitely need to use layers though of like, you know, right. Standing in front of other people. Right. Right. Um, It's sort of a high traffic area. So try to time your shot. Right. If you're trying to do that. So are we going to move into Pixar pier next? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about this because I have I, not seen Pixar Pier yet. Have you seen this picture of a, a big wall that says Pixar Pier on it? Yeah, so they have a bunch of different things in Pixar Pier now um, yeah. that have like different painted walls. There's mm-hmm. an up wall, um, a Wally wall, I think. Um, there's, there's also a Buzz Lightyear wings wall. Yeah, so that? they yeah. put a whole bunch of photo ops in Pixar Pier. Uh, so I'm not sure how long it's going to be there for. I think it's just while they're still finishing Doing it off. construction stuff? Yeah. So I think it's like they're they're trying to copy Magic Kingdom and Epcot because they have this like bubblegum wall in Epcot and they have like the purple hyper galactic wall in Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom. So I think they're kind of just like building off of that popularity. Um, But it's still cool. I mean, I see a lot of pictures of those on Instagram. Uh, Yeah. But yeah. I mean, people people love their pictures, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good photo spot. And since we were mentioning it, that's uh, good to go there. (laughs) Yep. Um. Ride photos. Um, do you think it's you know with the Max Pass it would be good to just like download those too? Yeah, so I would definitely get the app um, and have somebody take a picture of the code um, if you're not fast enough or if you don't have the signal to type in the code. Okay. Um, so yeah, definitely since you get if you do Max Pass or if you have an annual pass that includes Photo Pass, um, definitely take. 
the opportunity to get those because when you're with a group of friends, you tend to do silly things on the ride pictures. Right. Um, you kind of try to coordinate whatever you know you're trying to do. So Which is fun. Those are, those are fun pictures. Yeah, it's always fun. Just make sure it's not obscene because they'll block it out and you'll ruin it for everybody else in your picture. Yeah, definitely. Everybody on the ride is you're not gonna get a picture for pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I think I heard that um, back when I was a cast member, people were doing some you know pretty bad stuff and. <laughs> Yeah. And that that got their pictures blacked out and it it might lead to even being talked to by Yeah. Him. Yeah. So I had a friend that like removed his shirt when it was still Tower of Terror. <laughs> okay. Um he ruined it for everybody cuz so you know nobody on the car got Nobody to see got the photo. their picture yeah. at all. They pulled it right away and they're like where's our picture and they, the cast member had to explain it. Right. He got talked to Fortunately, he didn't get thrown, but yeah. Yeah, because once you get kicked out, that's a perma ban. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I keep going back to that guy. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. Yeah, I know. I don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, when you're talking about like socializing, that's one thing that um, friends tend to do when they're at the parks, right? Um, right. What what are some good like snack foods or something like places to to go to get something where it will help with the socialization? I mean, one of my other than alcohol. Well, alcohol is great. <laughs> uh, we can talk about that after you know the non-alcoholic stuff. Okay. Uh, so one thing I like to do is get is go to the mint julep bar. Um, by new by the train station get yeah. some mint juleps and mickey beignets those are those are good yeah the lines get crazy though so if you want to do it i would suggest breakfast yeah the earlier on because yeah one time i got in line and it was like 30 minutes just mm -hmm. to get a mint julep so i mean the line moves fast uh but if you want to get a seat and you want to get beignets um i would do it in the morning when everybody is still trying to settle in. Um, yeah. So, beignets in the morning. Is um, the Starbucks a good place to go? If you go early. Um, like, like if you're not <laughs> Yeah, if you're not concerned with getting on rides right away mm -hmm. um, and you don't really have very many morning people, um, definitely go in the morning so that you get in line and you get your coffee and you can sit down because... This, the Starbucks fills up really fast. Right. Especially with parents and their children. Oh, yeah. And parents then, need their fuel. And then they bring their strollers in there. And I'm like, hello, could you just yeah. wait somewhere else and get yeah. your other person to go in line? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So try to go early. Definitely. Um, any other spots uh, if it's not needed to be early? Uh, like um, afternoon or something? If you find yourself uh, in California Adventure mm -hmm. during Food and Wine Festival, Ooh. I would recommend the Beer Garden. It's back towards Paradise Park. Okay. Um, it's they basically have tables for you. They have different craft beers there. Um, there are a couple of of food stands that that end up there, and it's like basically right next to um, Goofy Sky School. Okay. So. 
yeah, Nelson and I and and my friend, we just sat there and drank a couple beers and just talked. So that sounds like a a good spot. But yeah, it's super chill. Since this is only during food and wine, um, if it's not food and wine, is there still an area over there where you can chill? Yes, there's still tables. There's still um, food there. You don't get a beer garden um, anymore, but, but there is a restaurant back there that you can still get alcohol. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Um, would you be able to just buy some alcohol and bring it over there? Yes. Perfect. So let's go into the more alcoholic for adults and friends of, you know, groups of friends, adults uh, type of deal. I'm going to say this is only going to be limited to California Adventure and also the hotels, restaurants, pretty much, right? Right. Um, so for California Adventure, uh, what are some like good drinks that you re would recommend for you know, um, maybe beers or spots where you can get mixed drinks or something. Um, so the best mixed drinks you'll find at what is now Lamplight Lounge. Okay. Um, right. There you can, if they still have the same drinks as Cove Bar, you can get the Mickey's Fun Wheel, um, Melrose Place, Black Pearl. These are all drinks that aren't on the menu. They're just secret menu, basically. Uh, but all the bartenders know it. Uh, If you can't get a reservation to Lamplight Lounge, they also have these drinks at Trader Sam's. So at the Tiki Bar, that's at Disneyland Hotel. Um, within the park, I'm not sure when they start selling alcohol, but in Hollywoodland, they have um, some cocktails towards the back. They also sell beer there all the time. Um, they have margaritas at Pacific Wharf, and they also have a beer stand there. Um At Cars Land, they have Sangria at Flo's Cafe mm -hmm. and Racer 5 IPA. And I'm not sure about Pixar Pier. Yeah, because it's pretty new. So pretty much Lamplight Lounge would be included there, I, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, some of the new drinks, they look pretty good, I think, uh, at, at Lamplight Lounge. Uh, I'll make sure to try some and take some pictures <laughs> you should uh you and nelson should get two each yeah the different ones i'll be like yeah. okay let's try them all yep <laughs> so yeah that's gonna be exciting um anything uh else that we could mention uh any like dessert things that for friends that we could go like go around discussing about you know um desserts are always on a Like seasonal schedule. Okay. So for an all the time thing, um, yeah. I would just say ice cream. Right, yeah. <laughs> ice cream is yeah. always a good thing. Definitely. Uh, Dole whips are always a good thing. Um, beignets, like we mentioned, if you don't do beignets in the morning. Um, yeah. Jolly Holiday yeah. Cafe always has some pretty good baked stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything like. There's a there's an ice cream parlor, right? Yeah, in California Adventure, it's Clarabelle's. Oh right, then, right, right. Um, there's one in Main Street. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. But yeah, there's an ice cream parlor on Main Street as well. Yeah, that's um, that's always fun to get you know ice cream for dessert. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, merchandise and, and shopping. Um, 
how do you suggest going about it when you're just like with a group of friends or something like that like a bunch of friends um i don't usually find myself doing a lot of merch shopping mm -hmm. when i'm with a group of friends um if i do they try to coordinate things and usually it's something small okay. uh like a badge holder or a lanyard that we try to match or like a pin set that we're all trying to coordinate with oh um only sometimes will we get like ears that match but those are more on the pricier side right uh so we just try to get like things that are cheaper or if you just want to skip um merch shopping altogether you can always get i'm celebrating buttons yeah those are readily available those are free 99 so yes <laughs> the best pretty much yes yes yeah so that that's pretty much um i think we covered most of everything right anything we didn't cover um i guess we didn't cover rope drop at disneyland okay yeah let's talk about rope drop at disneyland then any um, um tips for where people should head first so you should definitely try to hit space mountain first if you're into <laughs> the bigger rides right um or if you are feeling um adventurous okay you should try to hit peter pan as fast as you can that's what i was gonna say like if you have a <laughs> some young ones or something hit peter pan because the line is insane for that yeah even at rope drop if you don't get to the front of Fantasyland when they're like holding you off it's still going to be like a 20 to 30 minute wait so that's why i'm saying if you're not really if you're with a group of friends and you're not really into um waiting in a 20 minute line um hit space mountain first by the time you get off, you can get a fast pass for Space Mountain, ride it again, and then hop over to Frontierland or Matterhorn, ride that. So just make your way through all the mountains, and you'll be done with all the mountains um, really, really quickly. Um, with If you try to work your way from Space Mountain to Matterhorn to, front, to um, Big Thunder, you might not get um, Indiana Jones until the afternoon just because those fast passes go really quick. Um, so during that time, you should just like do something else. You could hit pirates or haunted or something like that. So it's a shame this upcoming trip, um, Matterhorn's going to be closed. So yeah, um, but you could always uh, we could always hit Splash Mountain or something. That's true. I I I just feel because I have a mountain climbers T-shirt I'm going to wear. I'm not going to be complete without Matterhorn. <laughs> yeah, that's always a bummer. Yeah, but, you know, it's got to be closed for whatever reason. Uh, Probably more refurb. Yeah, but it's okay. As long as it they, they fix whatever's wrong with it, then I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah, rope drop. That sounds like um, a mad dash, pretty much, for the stuff that gets a lot of lines. Yeah, with, um, with rope drop in Disneyland, you don't really need a runner, per se. Mm -hmm. Unless you're really trying to hit everything super fast and go ham. Because um, <laughs> then your runner will benefit you in terms of, you know, how quickly they can get to spots. Um, so say your runner is super fast and you can get to, they can get you um, Indiana Jones uh, fast passes while you're in line for a big Thunder Mountain. It's quick. You got to be very fast and know the route that you're going to walk. I wonder how this is going to work when um, Galaxy's Edge opens because 
I feel like that's going to change the dynamic, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Rope drop's going to be everybody go to Galaxy's Edge right away. <laughs> I don't even know how they're going to barrier it off because, like, you basically have to get into Frontierland or into Critter Country, which is further than Frontierland, to get to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how they're going to break it off because if they let people into Frontierland, because they usually, like, box people off in the hub so -hmm. if they let people into frontierland they're gonna go straight to big thunder um or you don't know what they're gonna do so they gotta go i don't know (laughs) it'll be interesting it's really gonna change so yeah uh can't wait for that people running and be like where are you going and they're like oh yeah there's galaxy's edge in the back yeah it's at the edge of the park (laughs) yep quite literally so it's going to be different, like, when you ride the train. And then, you know, you see Galaxy's Edge over there. Like, whoa. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. It should be nice. Um, the renderings that they've shown are pretty cool. So, um, did they mention that the train would be closed at all? I didn't see it. Okay, cool. I didn't they've see it. They've already either. rerouted the train so it doesn't interfere with Galaxy's Edge. I think I'm thinking of Disney World because in Magic Kingdom... They're going to close the train temporarily because they're putting in the, the Tron coaster over there. Uh, That's going to be cool. Yeah, no, we've, we've gone through that uh, that pain already of yeah. not having a train. Although there are a lot more um, stations here in Disneyland than in Magic Kingdom. So it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> but there's no there's no stations in Magic Kingdom. There are three. So I mean, it's just one more, right? Yeah, but um, the the places they put them are kind of weird. They put it in the new Fantasyland, Main Street, and then Tomorrowland, but that's it. So you're missing a whole gap of yeah, the park. Yeah, there's a big section that it doesn't go to. So yeah, but I, I mean, I kind of wish that the the train station wasn't in New Orleans, but was in Critter Country. That um, would be good. But I mean, whatever. It's <laughs> New Orleans is, you know, it needs a train station. Yeah, it does. But it's cool because that's one of the rides where you guys, like, the friends or group of friends can just get on and then ride and go around and around and around. <laughs> I actually find myself not riding the train as much with group of friends. Okay. Just because, you know, we're all around the same age and we just want to keep riding rides. I um, see. Yeah. And if we just get bored, then we just sit down and people watch rather than ride the train. So is this a, like, like your mission when you go with your friends is just, like, ride all the rides pretty much? Yep. Hit it as fast as you can. That's like what we try to do. everything, right? Okay. We try to ride everything multiple times. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That sounds like, uh, like fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, did we miss anything else? I'm sure we did. I'm sure we'll revisit this topic again later on. Right. And then we'll add in Nelson for his perspective. (laughs) Yeah. But for now, I think that's enough that we covered. Yep. So let's go on to our giveaway announcement. So our giveaway is officially closed. And I did do the Wheel of Designer to see who would be the winner. And... Our winner is 
Ultra Alexis 97. So congratulations to you. Yay. And yay. And we are going to post the results on Instagram and also in this blog. So please reply to the DM I'm going to send and look out we'll look out for your response. So congratulations and eventually we may be doing another giveaway. Details to be further announced. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening. Uh, Subscribe, and leave us a rating on your uh, podcast app, and a review. Uh, Anything you want to tell the listeners, Risa? Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our our episode. All right. So until next time, um, our trip is steadily approaching, so we will be doing some live video in um, Instagram. So look out for that and we will see you real soon. See ya.